Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Help South Shore Radio Show. Oh, hello. It is time for the Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show right here on the Wrestling Perspective Radio Network. I am and will always be the crab, the Long Island Ice Easy E. And joining me, hopefully somewhat recently, is the Mouth of the South Shore, Eric Cordova. And tonight is going to be one hell of a quick show because we got ourselves a bachelor party tomorrow. It ain't mine, it ain't mine, it ain't mine. But the Mouth of the South Shore is getting ready to make the biggest mistake of his life. And when he gets on air, if he gets on air, he isn't here yet, and it's sort of disheartening. However, we will absolutely get every answer we need where where he's going, because I can't go, unfortunately, but where he's going, what he's doing, all the strippers, and all, all that fun stuff. We will get all of that information. But right now, it is time to talk the wrestle, as it is commonly known as in my apartment, don't ask me why I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. I mean, I do, but you, you, you don't care about that. There are a couple of big things coming out today in the world of professional wrestling, and we're going to get into what I know most about, I guess, just because this is my this is my forte, this is my bread and butter and the WWE financials. I don't know what that was. That was a little awkward. The WWE financials came out yesterday or today, something very recently. And I'm glad we get to talk about it on the show because it's not something that I've seen a lot of people actually talk about. So the second quarter financials were announced today. 12 hours ago. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't, it didn't look all that great. Not at all. Actually, it was pretty bad. Everything is down across the board. Income, uh, operating income got down about $4 million. They did increase digital views, which is kind of cool. Their social media grew, and you know, good for them and stuff. But the monetary value, not good. The network subs were down 6%, and for some reason, WWE is expecting a higher subscriber rate in the third quarter of 2019, which is kind of strange. And just so you guys get an idea as to what the company is dealing with, there is a year-to-year decrease in revenue of 200 and $68.9 million, and that's just not good. It's insane to me that that's actually a thing, that somebody can lose that much money. It sort of makes me sad that I don't actually have that much money. So WWE, they've been doing their own thing for 
God knows how long. And up until recently, it had been working. And now it's just not. They're not making any money. Well, that's a lie. They are making plenty of money, but they're not making the money that they want to be or should be. Because they are a literal multi-billion dollar media conglomerate that's losing $250 million since May, since June 2018. It is not good. Something has got to change when it comes to what they do on television. Hopefully Fox will change that. We can talk about how Bischoff and Heyman were brought in to quote-unquote help help lessen the load on Vince. He said that today in the conference call with investors. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I tend to think that it is not because, quite frankly, Vince McMahon is an immortal and will actually never die. So I'm not sure why he wants help. The man doesn't sleep. He rewrote all of SmackDown yesterday, which actually ended up being pretty good. And by yesterday, I mean two days ago, because today is Thursday the 25th. I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew what WWE could do to make things better because they've been in sort of an awkward freefall for, for, for almost a year now. And nothing they're doing is helping. And I know Cordova doesn't think that the Fox deal is going to last. And I used to agree, but now I'm, I used to disagree, but now I'm not so sure because they've been doing nothing, nothing to help their case. Their ratings are down. Number of viewers is down. Everything is not good in the world of WWE in terms of dollars and cents. Like I said, their social media views and their followers went up, but in the reality, that's not necessarily a great great thing. North American attendance down was 5,800 fans. The international attendance was down 4,900 fans. And merch sales were down 13%. That's over $23 million. And that's where WWE makes most of their money. Does this mean they don't have any marketable stars? Of course it does. People have been saying this for years. People at the very beginning of the Cena run didn't think Cena was going to be marketable, but he ended up being marketable and people were proven wrong there. This time around, they, they, they really don't. Roman Reigns, as much as I don't like him, as much as a lot of people don't like him, he is the most marketable male superstar they have. He's not moving merchandise. Becky Lynch, top female superstar they have, she's not moving enough merchandise. Seth Rollins is getting the IWC treatment at live events, which is crazy to me because people loved him oh so very much. They love themselves. Some Seth Rollins. Maybe people are excited about AEW and just want it to come. By the way, October the 2nd, Wednesday night on TNT, they will arrive. So good for them for getting a TV deal. And I and almost every wrestling fan definitely wants AEW to succeed. Because maybe WWE will have some competition. And speaking of competition... What kind of competitions are there going to be at your bachelor party this weekend? I need to know. Oh, boy. Uh, let me count the ways. No, I honestly don't know. I have nothing to do with the planning of this, and we're just going to 
in general well, let I, the debauchery begin. For, for, for the dick measuring contest, I hope you get the magnifying glass back from Mickey. That's something that will be necessary. Absolutely. But it is I'm the ready. Mountain Let's of the go. South Tour. I, 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 I teased your bachelor party at the beginning of the program, of which we only have six minutes left for some crazy reason. But I digress. Are you excited? Okay. Tom, you ready? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's going to be an experience. I, The more I think about bachelor parties, the more I realize that, like, no bachelor party ever is, you know, this expectation of what you see on TV. Like, literally, it's just a bunch of dudes hanging out, like, Nobody does anything more than that. I don't know. It'll be a good time. Now we're going to drink some good beer. We're going to go to a Yankee Red Sox game. So I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. And uh, be- because of the show, you know, uh, for some of my cohorts that are joining us on the trip, maybe I'll bring them some Blue Chew for when we uh, – who knows what's going on. Who knows uh, where they're going to meet at night. Well, we we know two people who can definitely use some Blue Chew. Yeah, well – Listen, you know, when you're single and out on the town and you meet a nice, fine young lady, bluechew.com. Oh, wait. A nice PYC. Are you going to do the creep? PYC? PYT. Who said PYC? Oh, PYC. oh. I was like, what is a PYC? I I know I'm not good with the uh, the young people slang, but that was one I, I had never heard of yet. No, 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 no. I'm not out here making <laughs> things up like that. Like I have gone so far into old mandom and marriage life that I do not know any. Like it's one thing to not know what the slang means. It's one thing to not know it exists. I, I think is there's delineations to be had there. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, I, I was listening to to you before I got on, and I know you're talking about the AEW getting the TV deal, and um, well, I, what 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 yeah. led me to that was WWE's financials came out today. Is that for, right? Okay. For, for the second quarter. Right. And things were not good. Gee, the only thing that I'm really surprised. saw an increase was the number of digital video views. And the increase in social media followers, which went up in an actually respectable 10%. But live event okay. sales and attendance were down. Merchandise sales were down. Their year-to-date revenue, do you want to know? I don't know if you heard me, but do you want to know what their loss is for the year-to-date? Sure. 268.9 million dollars. They've, so they're in the red for that much. No, 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 no. no. They, they're still making money. They're still a profitable company. But oh. compared to what, how much money they were making last year, ah. they are down $268.9 million. You would almost say, and, and I know they're trying to make some changes, but you'd almost think when you're making that much less, that you you would feel a much bigger want and need to rectify things, but it almost seemed like they were very slow to that. They're like, you know, they were like, eh, we'll get to it when we get to it, or eh, we're still making money. Does it matter? I think so, because people who say no, it doesn't. Imagine you have a job where you make a hundred thousand dollars, 
and then one day your boss comes in and says, no, you're making 50 now. Yeah, you're still making money, but is that good? Is that a good thing that just happened? Of course not. It, it, it ain't fun. It ain't fun, Chief. No. Exactly. And, I, you know, I, I was trying to think of the reasons why. Cause I knew this was coming, and, you know, there's a lot that's been happening as to why. I want you to think about this. We had Raw Reunion on, on Monday, and I, I assume this is one of the things you wanted to talk about. Well, I, if we had the and time, we you, would. But I could, I, I, it did not allow me to alter the amount of time we had for the evening. My friend, I'm going to explain this to you in front of our listeners. There should be on your screen a place where it says uh, the description of the show. And it should actually say how long the show is supposed to last. Does it say it there? It does. It says 15 minutes. Can I change it to an click, hour? Click on that. By God, uh, no, it did not work. Oh, it should. wait, I lied to everybody's face. We have a whopping 46 minutes left to talk professional wrestling. Oh, let's go. And put them up, baby. Let's go. You just I, I am the fixer. They, not the cleaner, because I'm not bald and or a mullet-wearing guy, because that's a nickname. Yo, what, what you got against bald people, huh? There's Mr. Clean, and then there's the mullet-waving Kenny Omega. And as much as I know the interwebs love themselves from Kenny Omega, dude's got to get a better nickname. It's just that simple. The Cleaner is a stupid nickname, but I digress. What I wanted to get into now that we actually have the time is, like I said, we had the Raw Reunion. And I know that it wasn't, like, the best show ever, and wow, I can't believe. But I want you to think about this. Think about all the people that came back. Think about just the way they presented themselves. Did you see a difference in the way that those people presented themselves and the way today's stars presented themselves? Honestly, no. I didn't see, again, you got you to you work on getting me a run sheet. Um, well, I don't. I didn't see anything different. Like okay. I didn't notice anything I, different. The way like Tori Wilson and Santino Morella presented themselves, as opposed to other guys on the roster. Well, I, I want you to look a little bit deeper. Okay, Let, let's let's go back to when these people were around. I mean, some of them, yeah, they just were there for a two second cameo or whatever. But the thing that I want to point out is. When you used to see Hulk Hogan on screen, he'd come out in the red and yellow, right, in the, in the bright shirt and the yellow trunks when everyone else was wearing, like, black or blue. Stood out. Easy to figure out he stood out, right? You had a guy like The Undertaker with his elaborate costume, and he looked different, right? You had the, the Hurricane came back, and he's wearing his Hurricane outfit with the cape and the mask and the bright green and he looks different. Today, a guy like the Hurricane would have a mask on, and he'd be wearing his T-shirt. Because that's just how things go. And the most you're going to get for people looking like a character is probably Dolph Ziggler wearing jeans. Now, thankfully, we do still have people like The Miz who wear ridiculous things. 
Because it's wrestling. It's supposed to be ridiculous. And anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't understand wrestling. The whole thing is, it's supposed to be a little over the top. And the guys today, I get the idea of reality. I do. But at the same time, you still have to do an over-the-top version of reality. And the one bright spot for that, because let's be honest, most of the legends were there just to be there. But one legend, and I, I thought this as soon as it happened, one legend came back solely to put somebody over, and you know who it is, and you know why he did. I know, Alicia and then, of Fox course, coming Cole. back was a big surprise. Big surprise. Oh, it was terrific. She looked like a, uh, like a disco ball. It's fantastic. But we're talking about but, Long Island Zone. Exactly. Mick Foley. And you know that he said, you know, he was asked to do this thing. And you know that his response was, okay, I'll do it. But I got to put somebody over and I want to do And I want to put Bray over. Like, you know, that's the conversation that was had because Mick doesn't like to just do things. He actually made his appearance relevant and important, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I dig it. I like I like that it meant something to do that because a it might have just led Bray to have a new finishing move, which is kind of cool. And I say that because if you're gonna revamp a character, if they get back in the ring and look exactly the same in the way they wrestle, it may not work that well. You know, people might just be like. Eh, it's the same match, it's the same thing. But if now he's using that finishing move, the mandible claw, and using it as a brutality move, you know, to like really choke people out and channel that inner rage or whatever it is, I, th- I think that's going to work for him. I actually think that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, did, were, you, were you not sports entertained by that one? That was the only thing I was entertained by last Monday. And, and the opening. I will say, Cena interacting okay. with the Usos, which is hilarious today. We'll get into that in a little bit. But other than yeah. the opening Cena segment and Bray Wyatt coming back and Mick Foley doing the absolute Mick Foley thing you could possibly do, um, I hated the show. I liked Raw 25 more than I liked Raw Reunion. Let I mean, they were both okay. Like, they both had the same kind of thing where – and my feeling is I think they try to do too much with these shows. Like, at some point, you're just packing it to the gills to the point where, like, a lot of those people were there just to be a face. Like, they honestly didn't do anything. And well, a lot me, of them were like, medically the cleared, too. Apparently, Rikishi was supposed to give stink faces but couldn't get medically cleared. It was awkward having the Stooges do stuff even though they literally can't move. Like, it was just a little bit awkward. Yeah. I would agree. I would certainly agree. And, I mean, look, I get it. You know, if they can't wrestle, they can't wrestle. You know, which is fine. I don't need them to wrestle. But you have a certain expectation. There was one thing, though. Like, I don't mind that Pat Patterson couldn't lay down for a pin. I, you know, it was a funny throwback to have all that stuff happen with the 24-7 title. I don't mind that. I don't mind that Rikishi didn't do a stink face. I do mind that he didn't dance, because, come on, it's Rikishi. Like, what else is he, is he supposed to do, right? Apparently what I mind not is, medically cleared. 
How do you? Okay, and that's fine. If that's really the case, and he really couldn't, I get it. But how do you not have Austin stun somebody? Okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, dude, that Austin segment was bad. Like, you, you took Austin and made him not Austin. That was – it was terrible. It was horrible, right? Like, I'm, I'm not making it up. Like, Stone Cold Drunk speaking in the middle of the ring how people thought that he and Ron Simmons could have been together. That was really cringeworthy, wasn't it? A little bit. A little bit. And, and I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea that – you know, this is something that they thought would work and that they didn't understand that the appeal of Steve Austin coming back. And look, the one thing that Raw 25 had on this is that Austin did Austin things. Which That was the best part simple, of the show. Yeah, which in simple terms was he stunned McMahon's. It's yeah. what Austin does, right? Like How, uh, how do we not? Because right now, the biggest thing going or one of the biggest things going, is Shane McMahon, which hopefully will be ending somewhere in or around Summerfest. But I can't tell you... you have, I, I can't tell you how scared I am about that. Have I told you what I think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? What's the October, what, What's the September pay-per-view? I actually have no idea. How long to sell, maybe? What is it? I'm scared that somehow... Shane McMahon ends up with the WWE Championship, and they have Roman beat him leading SmackDown into Fox so he could be the face of SmackDown. I, I am more think so. happening. Yeah, but they have Kevin Owens with the stipulation that if Kevin Owens does not win, then he has to, what, retire or something? He has to leave WWE. Right, which isn't I'm happening. I'm sure he'd love so, He'd do incredibly well in AEW. He would do fine. But I don't see it happening considering he signed like a five-year deal. But again, that's just, you know, knowing the backstage and let's not be complete kayfabe breakers. But it ain't happening, right? So if it ain't happening, then this is hopefully the rumors are true. And this is their way of realizing that Shane is not drawing ratings. And this is a way to get him off TV. Because... Here's the thing that I, I think people will understand. Because Raw Reunion did pop a rating. It did get a better rating than some of the other shows recently. And part of that is absence makes the heart grow fonder. Think about why the Bray Wyatt character is working. We didn't see Bray for like five months. And then these videos started popping up. And we still haven't, hadn't seen him in a ring in a long time. We haven't seen him wrestle in a long time. And I was there last week in Nassau Coliseum when the lights went out and the fiend appeared. And the fans started chanting, holy S. And it really was a holy S type of moment. It was. It was really cool. Why? Because we hadn't seen him in so long. And this was him coming back, you know. And that's really cool. That's a cool moment for everybody. So, I dig it. I dig that they got him off TV, they freshened him up, and then they brought him back. As much as you may hate him, Brock Lesnar has kept himself fresh 
Do you realize that Brock Lesnar is going on seven years in this WWE run? Seven. Yes, I have. <laughs> I absolutely but have. How how crazy is that? Does it feel like seven years? Kinda. Think about what seven years means in other superstars' careers. I want to put this in perspective. Steve Austin went from debuting in the WWE to retiring in the matter of seven and a half years. Yeah. Oh, I'm aware. And, and in terms of, like, eras, like how everybody likes the Attitude Era and the PG Era and the Reality Era, like, Brock Lesnar started, like, there was blood in his match at Extreme Rules against Cena. Like, that was a bloody match. Yeah. It, it's sure was. It's crazy how, how, how things have aged around him. Yep. But... Seven years he's been around. Seven. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty impressive when you think about it, that he's managed to, I mean, you know, when he first came back, he's wrestling guys that don't even, aren't even here anymore. And these were guys that were, like, in their prime then. John Cena mm-hmm. and CM Punk, right? Like, I mean, Triple H was still an active wrestler that he wrestled, like, I think. No, he, he was in the boss at that point, but. Yeah. Could. Yeah, I don't know because uh, our like Truth Miz like he was like he he wrestled them with like Kevin Nash at some point in 2011. He and he was already part right, time right. at that point. Yeah, maybe so. But he, that maybe was a thing so. that happened. Yeah, you, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Did it hurt you that much to to admit that? You know what? Don't answer. Don't answer. I don't want to hear. It. <laughs> I don't know. My my uh, my whole take on the thing is that Brock, as much as sometimes you're like, okay, like we want to see him more, do you? Or does it actually kind of keep him for, like, if Brock didn't come back and win the title every time it was up for grabs, I feel like people wouldn't have that much against him. And think about this. Think about what John Cena said when he came out on Monday. He goes, oh, I guess all it took was a Raw reunion for you guys to finally cheer me. Because he came back as a legend rather than an active performer. And when he's no, not an active performer... Cena, people have been cheering Cena since 20, whatever, uh, what, 2015. Pe- like, people respected the crap out of Cena with that U.S. championship run. He's been getting more cheers right. than boos since then. I, I agree. But I think as he's gotten more and more part-time, it actually has helped him because... The thing that people disliked about Cena the most is that he never seemed to go away. That was probably the biggest thing that people didn't like is that, oh, he's just – he's still here, right? Oh, I don't – You know, and, you. And, he, and he's getting title shot after title shot. I get that. You know, people are like, I want to see someone else around the title. I get that. I mean, I think it was a little bit of a misperception in a lot of cases, but I get it. You know, if, if it's the case of that, people get tired of that stuff pretty quickly. You know, I I relate you back to the late 90s, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been listening to the um, the 83 Weeks podcast, the Eric Bischoff with uh, Conrad Thompson podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of 90s nostalgia in there. Where, you know, they talk about the formation of the NWO, and they talk about uh, – I'm on the one about Bash at the Beach 2000. You know, it's the one where uh, it's like Hogan's last appearance in WCW, and he wins the title and goes away, and then he gets mm-hmm. called 
uh, bald SOB or whatever. I don't know. It was Vince Russo thing. What can I tell you, bro? But, yeah. So, can you imagine Vince Russo and Hulk Hogan in a room together? Like, I could just imagine the brilliant commentary on whether bro or brother is the correct way to refer to people. I'm not going to fall for your silly games. I, not going to do it. There are no games, but just imagine that happening. I'm not falling for your silly games. Okay. All right. I'm not happy. Fine. Okay. But so I say, it it was, it is it is, it is super interesting to kind of see all this happening, and then you go, all right, we have all these new guys, and. Now, when you see these old guys come back, the problem is when it's the same ones, you're like, okay, like, it's not that exciting to see The Godfather, because, like, I've met him 500 times, and every time they have one of these, he's there. Like, it's just not that exciting. And I think WWE doesn't realize this, and they never have. It's not that exciting when you telegraph stuff. Like, when you tell people, these people are going to be there, it's not exciting. When you randomly have them show up, like, if hypothetically you're watching, what? I I see where you're coming from, but they do it to pop ratings. They don't care about surprising people. They want people to turn it tune in. Yeah, right? I get that. Yeah, I get that. But you would get people to tune in if you utilize that from time to time where people didn't know when these people that they liked were going to come back. Like if you didn't always advertise or like you, you can advertise sometimes, Hey, Shawn Michaels is going to be on the show. He's going to be on Ms. TV or he's going to be doing commentary. You know, people are like, Oh cool. Like who, who are they going to have next week? Like, you know, and then you put on a good story where people want to come back. Like that's going to pop the ratings. It's getting into, and I was thinking about this too. Because, again, going back to the Eric Bischoff thing, WCW is always worried about that. How are we going to pop a rating? Let's bring in the Ultimate Warrior. Let's bring in Dennis Rodman. Let's bring in Jay Leno, right? It was just, how are we going to pop a rating for the week? Oh, let's change the title. Goldberg. Yeah, great idea to get Goldberg the title. I don't disagree with that. But doing it on a random Nitro with four days build, not one of their best ideas. Because again, it popped a rating if you if you knew and maybe the next week's rating you know popped because hey, holy crap, Goldberg just won the title. But long term, it actually hurt them. Over time, Goldberg didn't save their ratings. Austin beat him consistently. And I don't know if they would have somehow been able to prolong it, but what if Goldberg won the title? At Starcade 98, like you continued to build him up, and he finally won the title in 98 from whoever, Nash, or even if it was Hogan. Even if Hogan had to hold the title for even longer, what if it was him? That type of thing would work. It did work with Austin. Austin could have been the champion in 97. He wasn't. They gave him a year to grow and feud with Bret Hart, 
And a year later, he was the man, and there was no looking back. And I think there's a guy that the WWE is looking to do that with now. Are you aware of this? Do you know who the guy is? Uh, it's either going to be Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, and I'm going to say it's Roman Reigns. It's neither of those guys. Oh. Because I think it's Roman. But who do you think uh, it is? I will tell you. It's Ricochet. Um, and I need to take a couple minutes, and I will call you back at the end of the show. All right. You're the worst human being I know. Then you want to know what will help with whatever it is you're doing? You want to know whatever what, – what, what he's about to do, which is why it's only going to take a few minutes. And if, and only if, he looked and went over to BlueChew.com. That's right. BlueChew.com. Oh, man. BlueChew.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. BlueChew. We're brought to you by Blue Chew. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code WPP. That letter is exactly what you think it is. Just pay $5 for shipping. One more time, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the normal pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arise, arises, a wink. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships directly to your door in a discreet package. So no doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy. And the best part about all of this is no more awkwardness. They're made right here in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're even cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for you. Our listeners, visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WPP. Again, exactly what you think it is. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WPP to try it for free. It's better. It's cheaper. It's the faster choice. And above all else, we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Perspective Radio Network. So, yeah, now that Grandpa is done talking, we the kids can play. We can start to talk about things already. And because I alluded to it before, I'm going to go over it now. You've seen. Or... I'm assuming you've seen what the deal is with uh, Raw reunion. They had the Cena come out. He riled the crowd up. And then the Usos came out and asked to see the doctor of Thugonomics. And they had gotten him. And John Cena suggested that they should smile more in their mugshots because they've been naughty boys, I'll say, over the course of their WWE career gotten pulled over for this and that, gotten in fights, driving the wrong way, and yet again, an Uso, Jimmy Uso, I should say, is pulled over for his not one, not two, because three ain't enough, his fifth DWI, Big E, I know you're boys with the guy, but you can't have him with five DUIs. That's going to 
ruin your life, ruin your career, ruin your brother's career, and because WWE is vindictive, ruin. I don't even know if Jimmy's married to Naomi, but either your your wife or your sister-in-law's career. You're wrong, Jimmy Uso. How, how do you how do you? This is your fifth time. And and I know it's Florida. I'm Florida man. Cordova himself is Florida man. But jeez, man, that is ridiculous, horrible, terrible, no good. Yeah. Well, Cena called it. Cena got it right. <sighs> Criminal mischief, riots, first DWI in 2011, second DWI in 2013. I lied, only his third DWI. He got into a fight with police, and he got his D, and he got his third D, D, DUI. On, how do you not learn from these things? You're a very stupid, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad man, Mr. Russo. Rikishi, raise your children better. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really haven't watched wrestling in quite in, in quite as much detail as I should be. And, of course, I don't really know what Cordova's talking points are going to be. But that will change. And until then, because it's been a while... And I have to do something. We're going to sign off a little bit early today. Thanks for listening. Thank you to BlueChew.com for being blue and chewy. Catch you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Perspective Radio Network.